0: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. It's Thursday, February the 7th. Judgment Day, so to speak. um, When you think of the 3 p.m. deadline for teams to make a trade, Right now it's like six twelve in the morning. I've been up for a little bit. you know just trying to you know get my thoughts together, thinking about uh you know what's gonna to happen today, also trying to keep up with some news things you know wondering if I'm missing some things, but I wanna take a little break from this and just you know talk to you guys about um three things let's talk about let's talk about Markel folks, right? We'll talk about him. And then for the first segment, for the second segment, we'll talk more about Tobias Harris. And then in this third segment, we'll talk about Malachi Richardson, the guy who the Sixers picked up. Who knows? Malachi (laughs) and uh, Markel could possibly be traded by the time um, you guys listen to this podcast. And I'm sorry if that should happen or that they could still be on the team, but... I just want to talk about these three guys today. Starting out with Markel. You know, Markel, Markel, folks, is, uh, is a sad story that we all know about. We all know a couple of years ago the 76ers traded up two spots to draft them first overall. They gave up a couple of draft picks. Well, they, gave, they gave up um, the Sacramento Kings pick. Uh, for this year to the Boston Celtics. And uh, Markel just hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, Markel's career has been a disappointment. Um, Some people say it was the shoulder. Some people, they keep coming up with uh, thoracic syndrome, whatever. You know, I just think that it's, it's sad I'm also think that right now if the Sixers are going to trade them. This might be the best time to do so. And my reason being is, when you look at it, they got all the buzz in the world with Tobias Harris. You know, you, you you're remaking the team. Markel has become an afterthought. You know, Markel hasn't played in months. People don't really ask anymore. When you do ask, you get that look like, what are you asking for? Um, so I feel like it's time for Markel folks, and it's time for the 76ers to part ways. Now, the problem that you have with Markel folks parting ways is, who's going to take that salary, and what are you getting? Now there are certain things that maybe the, the team could do. They could stretch this out. He's, he's due to make nine million next year, I believe nine point seven. So if you're a team, you'll probably take him on this season, right? The rest of his year. You're not gonna you're only gonna play a portion of what he's you know owed for the rest of the season. You take Markel on, you get a look at him, and then you decide by October, if this is a guy that you want to extend for another year. If not, you waive him. And when you waive him, you could possibly stretch his salary. I mean, you think you may have to do that before the season starts. But there's a possibility, you know, you can, like, basically say, okay, I'm going to give you $3 million this year, $3 million the next, and three over there. Now, he's going to get paid up front. But I'm talking about that stretch salary is going to be on your cap for three years, right? But I think that a new scenery would do Markel folks well. Now, on the flip side, the Sixers are going to publicly say, and if he's still on the team at 3 o'clock, come 3 o'clock, when Elton Brand has his press conference this afternoon or this evening, He's gonna say we never thought about way um uh about trading Markel, folks. Most likely. You know, Markel has always been in our plans. Well, they always say that, y'all. They always say that. You never come out and say that you now unless you're the Lakers, when they're putting it out there that they're trying to get rid of the whole team, and you look and you see how the whole team is looking at LeBron's side eye right about now but that's a different story but typically you never publicly state that you're trying to trade someone or even if you try to like basically you know in the past, you just don't because it could be so much friction so when you think about that but then you hear stories about Markel... Was pitched to the Clippers, you know, and that's just stuff that's out there, you know. And the Clippers saying, no, we don't want them. Now you're hearing stuff about the Hawks calling, Sacramento calling people around the league. I mean, people close to Markel and and other people, you know, inquiring about Markel. When you hear all this other stuff, when you see that, you know, Malachi Richardson is here and maybe they could patch those two in a trade or do whatever, you know, you know that there are some communications in regards to Markel, folks. But the problem is, is who's willing to gamble on Markel? Who's willing to basically um take him. And it's sad because the guy has so much promise. But right now, I really can't see him in the starter's role for this team. You know, maybe down the road. But when you look at the starting lineup of Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, you need someone who can shoot around them. Now, granted, hey, Markel, <laughs> yo, the old the Markel when he could shoot, he would have been the perfect fit. But he also, they wouldn't have needed Jimmy Butler, and they would not have needed Tobias Harris. And right now, they're calling this team the Big Four. Excuse me, or this group, the Big Four, and you got JJ Reddick. So you look at a guy like J.J. Redick and you say to yourself, man, he's older. Brown loves him. He's a hard worker. He can knock down shots. He's the type of guy that you can use in that starting lineup, more so than a Markel, folks. Because you got shooter. He's a shooter on the floor. Tobias is. We know MB can shoot. You know Jimmy Butler's not a shooter shooter per se, but he'll 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 knock down some threes. So where where does Markel fit in? And you know, do you want the first overall pick who you know you have to pay? Because think about it, he's going to make nine point seven million dollars next year, and then he's only his 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 uh his salary is only going to increase. So, if you look at it and you're the Sixers, you could say, well, man, the money that I'm paying him, I could get two people for. You know, I can get two guys who can be quality reserves off my bench. So, you know, that's the reason why I think it's time for both sides to split. But I also think Markel needs to get a new. He needs a new, a new, fresh start. That's what he needs. He needs to go somewhere where he can start anew. He can forget about all the struggles and all the things that happened here. And basically just become the guy that he can be without the pressure. I mean, think about it. Philly isn't in for everyone. Look at Evan Turner. He was the second overall pick. He had to, He didn't live up to it in some people's eyes. And they reminded him of it every day. Evan Turner right now is a quality rotation guy. He starts sometimes, but he comes in and he gives you quality minutes. He gets to he score points. But no one in those other stops ever say to him, you know what? You struggled in Philadelphia as a second round, second round. Second overall pick, not second round, second overall pick. Now nah, he doesn't get that. But if he was here, he would. And I think that's what Markel Folks needs to do. He needs to go somewhere where people say, wow, this guy was a steal. We got a first overall pick who struggled somewhere, and he turned out to be a quality addition to our team. Will it happen before 3 o'clock today? Who knows? But I'm telling you, I can't see Markel Folks being here for an extended period of time. He may not be here past 3 o'clock. I mean, he may be here past 3 o'clock. But I can't see him being past here past two years. I, I just can't see him being here an extended period of time. All right, now, this whole thing about Tobias Harris, the thing that I like, you know, we talked about yesterday I talked about how I thought that you know, this guy was a fringe is a fringe all-star he is. I felt like there were times where he could have made the all-star team. You know, he was playing on you know, teams that weren't as competitive in the past and sometimes you get a little overlooked. Um but the thing is that impresses me is how the Sixers are going all in. They're gambling. Now, you got to make sure that it works out. You have to. You got to make sure that these guys can be fits. But, you know, you look at Ben Simmons, you know, this has to make him happy. You look at Joel Embiid, (laughs) he's definitely happy. And then Jimmy Butler is looking like, you know what? This team is building a a team of, they call ourselves the big four, and we could get some rugged reserves out here, and we could go out here and make a difference. Now, the thing is, the Sixers got to utilize them all well. Because, I mean, the thing is, I like the fact what Elton Brand is doing when the front office people are by making this move. But now all the pressure is on Brett Brown. You see, you got Tobias Harris. You already said that, you know, that it's one of those things where you want him and Jimmy Butler to remain with the team long term. So what that means is that you're willing to give both of these guys max contracts, At the conclusion of the season, Jimmy Butler's going to opt out of his final year of his deal, which makes him an unrestricted free agent. Tobias Harris is going to be an unrestricted free agent, and you have the bird rights on both of them. So basically, and even though, you know, so basically, you can give these guys max deals and. You're just going to have to be on the luxury tax when it comes down to signing Ben Simmons, who's going to get a max extension, or you know. <laughs> so these guys are going to get paid. So you're putting all this into them, all this effort into them, resources into them. So what's going to happen is, is other teams who have money, and there are a lot of teams who have money, they're going to bid they're going to go after these guys especially if they show out in the playoffs and what they're going to do is those teams are going to force the 76ers to give those give them maxes in order to keep them because other teams are going to offer as well now what i mean by putting the pressure on Brett Brown is that you got to make these guys happy Because right now, they're both going to get max deals from other teams. A veteran team is going to come out and offer Jimmy. Now, it may not be the five-year max, but it's going to be a lot of money, y'all. People are going to bid for him. Believe me, the Lakers Lakers will take him in a heartbeat. The Lakers will take him in a heartbeat because they're trying to win now. So, when you have guys like that, and what I mean is keeping them happy is because if they leave and you gambled and you put all your chips on the table and gambled the way you did, thinking you're going to get both of these guys coming back, and if they leave, it doesn't look good. Not at all. Now, who knows? Maybe Sixers could trade Jimmy. If they feel like he may not want to come back, his agent said he will. He wants to, and for financial reasons, it makes sense for him to come back. And the thing is, a lot of people may say Jimmy, like, well, well Jimmy doesn't have a lot of, life. well, yeah, he does, he does. <laughs> now they may feel like Tobias may. If Jimmy leaves, it may soften the blow. But I think that both of them want to stay. Jimmy wants to get paid. As much as he says that he doesn't, he wants to get paid. And I feel like once the playoffs come around, if he's on his roster, once the playoffs come around, we're going to see Jimmy Butler's true value. I told you all that before. We're going to see his real value. And that's going to really help the Sixers out. They're going to need him then. So that's what we're going to find out about Jimmy. So with that being said, it's one of those things where, you know, they're going to need to keep him happy. They're going to need to keep Tobias happy. Everyone's going to have to get some touches. I'm trying to still figure out how it's going to work. But I'm not a coach, so how would I know? <laughs> but you know, I think that Jimmy is a guy you got to keep him involved. You still got to do what you're doing, what you've been doing with him lately. You know, you want to get get him, keep him, give him some touches, but you want him to handle the ball as the backup point guard or whatever point guard when McConnell's not the backup, and when Ben, you want him on the floor at playing the floor, the four. And then later games, he's the closeout man. Embiid, best player. League MVP candidate. He's going to have a heavy imprint on the game. Tobias, me personally, I think I would try to get him going early in games. Get him in the rhythm. You don't want him to be stagnant. You know, not have him out in the perimeter knocking down threes. You know, it's being a stretch, so to speak. You know, um, Ben, I think, to be honest with you, a lot of people are like, you know, is Ben going to be upset? Is Ben going to be upset? No. I think Ben knows he's going to get doms. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to have his dunks. You know, J.J. may take a little hit, but at the same time, it's going to free stuff up for J.J. You know, J.J. is the old man of the group. You know I mean? He'll get, his, he'll get his buckets. He'll hit some threes. His scoring total, his shots may go down. But, you know, I think it's all going to work out. They just got to worry about that bench. But that's for another podcast. You know, the guy Malachi Richardson. You know, I've been a fan of Malachi's for a while. You know, you know Malachi is a guy here who, who basically, you know, play, uh, you know he's from Hamilton, which is a you know a suburb of Trenton. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we well, right outside of Trenton. Some people may say a city, <clears throat> but you know, he 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 played for Team Final. A lot of cats in Philly know Team Final AAU team. You know a. A renowned AAU squad in Philly produced a lot of NBA players. A lot. <clears throat> I mean, Michael K. Gill, Chris Dion Waiters. Um, man, Mikel Bridges played for him. Um, oh man, Raheem Christmas, Tyreek Evans. You know, I could go on and on, but a lot of the cats from Philly, most of the cats from Philly who are in the NBA played for team final. That's how good it is, and he played for them. The thing is, you look at him, he's a great shooter. He can score, too. You know, the thing, he, he left Syracuse after his uh, freshman season and applied for the draft. He always wanted to play for the Sixers. I mean, I remember... You know, him telling me that, candidly, like, I want to go to the Sixers. And you know what? The thing about it is, you know, all these guys, you ask them wherever they want to go, if you name a team, they'll say it. But for this guy, I really had a sense that this was the squad he wanted to be at because it was his hometown team. He knew people in Philly, and he felt as if that he could help the team out. So he goes, he gets, but he gets drafted by Charlotte. Sixers don't trade up to get him. He gets drafted by Charlotte. Charlotte then traded to the Sac, and then he goes to Toronto. You know, minutes weren't there for him. You know, afterwards he, you know, he he's he starring in the G League for him, but in regards to like actual NBA games, you know, he was a non-factor. So you can look at this trade and you can say, like, okay, they picked him up for cash considerations. They got a second-round pick, and they got the rights to an overseas player. You know, Richardson knows that it could be one of those things where he could be on the team for now. But as we said earlier, if they trade Markel folks, he could be gone because he could be included in that deal. Or if they make any other trades. Or let's just say if they decide that Corey Brewer, they want to bring him back. Or they can get Wayne Ellington in a buyout market. Or Wesley Matthews in a buyout market. You know, he could be gone. He knows that. And so there's a lot of uncertainty now. Right now, some people may say he can come in, he can make some shots. You know, he could maybe help the team a little bit better defensively than Furkan, but they're both two young players. And I think the Sixers, you know, while he's a great addition, you know, you still need to compliment him on the second unit with someone else. And if they can compliment him, and but if they want to get someone else but they, they don't have enough room, he could be gone. So... There's a lot to think about. Like I said, this is the 3 o'clock deadline that's coming up, several hours. Um, But in regards to them letting him go or if they let him go, I mean, he could remain on the roster until February the 28th, March 1st. So, but look, y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening and have a great day.